It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast, the podcast that takes you on adventures into the wild for encounters with our amazing wildlife and meetings with interesting rural folk, plus a really welcome blast of fresh air. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the editor of the magazine. So it's mid-spring and what an absolutely perfect spring it has been so far. I wanted to take advantage of it, so I got up really early one morning to walk to an oak woodland a few miles from my home in Monmouthshire to see the bluebells and try and hear a few cuckoos along the way. I think I struck lucky, and I hope you enjoy the following bit of wild magic. It's half past six in the morning, and I got up early to go on a big walk to try to reach a bluebell wood and get back before lunch. Um, because I've noticed everywhere, suddenly spring has moved, moved on fast, even though I've been watching it every day, suddenly bluebells have appeared in all the little, all the lane edges and verges, um, which I'm looking at now, dotted with bluebells, stitchwort, Hemmed with stitchwort, I think, is a lovely phrase I've heard. Uh, there's some wild mint near me. I've stopped here after sort of a long, arduous climb up this lane. I've been about two miles now, uh, just because there is a willow warbler just up ahead. There he is. Oh, and a single magpie. That's my third magpie of the day. So that's good. Surrounded by dog's mercury. And there are little yellow flowers of which look like yellow nettles or yellow flowered nettles. So they're Archangel. Yellow Archangel, which I think is a gorgeous name for a little wayside flower. And there are plantains with a little fringe of 
white flowers around their black heads. And bracken is now coming up, and it comes up super fast. There was none a week ago, and now it's already a foot high. And I heard the dawn chorus this morning, but I didn't record it, because I wanted to get my skates on a bit. But um, there's still an incredible chorus of birds now, and I wonder, the dawn chorus is special. And it certainly is a big blast of bird song, which then dies down. But as you can hear, there's still a little black cap just appeared beside me, or 30 yards from me. Um, there he is, black cap. So the, the thing is that actually because we make so much noise during the day, we probably don't hear this strength of birdsong but at the moment I can see one vapour trail in the sky which is quite a rarity and there's a little bit of traffic on the main roads down in the valley but um, it's pretty quiet and it means the birds come to the fore and I'm pretty happy about that so yes yeah, spring has moved really fast and things like the daffodils suddenly went they were, they were doing great up until about a week ago and now they've suddenly gone and the Celandines are on their way out already, and they've been fantastic this year. I mean, they're always fantastic, but probably noticed them more. And hedges and trees have suddenly come alive with this vibrant green. Every single, every plant has a slightly different shade of green. And it is spectacular. So here we are. Getting on for late April. And this might be the absolute peak of birdsong. So that's why I want to get out today. Peak of birdsong. Might hear a cuckoo. But I definitely want to see those bluebells. So join me on a little wander. I'm heading to a woodland on the far side of Sugarloaf. From where I live. So it is quite a schlep. I've probably got about two miles to go. Sun just looking down a lovely deep valley. Oh, there's a pied wagtail just beneath me. Sheep grazed, steep, rushy meadow. I can see little springs bursting out of the side of the hill. And there are oak trees dotted across the field. And then down in the foot of the valley, there's a gig sort of stream which I think you can just about pick up. And then there's a missile thrush, which I think has one of the saddest songs. Just little phrases. Little phrases of sadness. And on the opposite side of the hill is a very greening oak and beech wood cresting a hill really thick looks like a proper thick forest and I'm going to go to the top of that wood where I think the bluebells are out in full hopefully in their full glory and a little car park here which has been um, fenced off by Brecon Beacons National Park stop people coming and visiting and then distant smoky hills just 
worth all that effort of climbing up here. There's a robin singing from an oak tree just above me, which has the most vibrant green leaves. Oaks go a bit of a dull matte green, but this is just fresh. You can make wine out of oak leaves, which is something I might investigate. As my wine supply dwindles, but I'm not sure that I'll be able to drink it for another six months, so uh, a bit depressing if we're still locked down then. <laughs> Hello. Very brown ewe with a tiny black lamb at her foot. She's rubbing her head on this gate. Hear a wood warbler in the background, just up on the fringes of the oak wood. Just a sort of, it's not the full wood warbler call. Hello, a rat and a magpie. So the wood warbler is a There he goes. I was really hoping to find a wood warbler today, so that's lovely. I'd heard they were back. There's a willow warbler. And there's the wood warbler in the distance. A sort of... So you can pick up the willow warbler. Yeah. There's a sort of smoky sun appeared over the woods. The wood warbler's gone quiet. So I'm following what has to be an old green lane. It's a proper well-worn path that creates a groove in the landscape because it's been so worn over the years and I suspect as humans have trod this path and run their wagons over it and their horses it's created a channel for rainwater to make a sort of path of desire down the, down the mountain and this has further eroded the path. So now it's quite a deep rut with outgrown hedge trees either side. Ah, there's a garden warbler here. Chortling away. So in a short, in like 50 yards, there's a wood warbler, wood warbler, garden warbler, and a black cap. I think the garden warbler is a bit like the black cap. There he is, he's just scratching away here. But that's it, he's scratchy. 
and a bit more long-winded. Oh, the blackthorn is just going from the trees now. So the white, tiny white flowers. This is garden warbler. exactly the same. It's foraging. Very different to its of its um, sort of meeting rattle. This is a sort of deliberate picking away at a hole. It should make a hole or it'll expose the tunnel of some burrowing lava and then its long tongue will go down and spear it out. This is perfect red star country, sort of slightly more open, but with a few stone walls and big old trees. Sounds like a coal tit. So lots of bird life up here. And suddenly when you move from the sort of regular park and garden, birds, everything becomes super exciting. Not that they're not exciting, but these are birds not familiar with every day. Red starts. Come to a junction in the Holloway. Scattered sheep across the hillside here, and uh, one straight on is much more heavily used. There's a willow warbler there, cascading. That's lovely. Sort of dripping notes. Yeah, very liquid sound. Saw a green woodpecker flying across down into the valley beside me. Now I can see in the distance the woodland I need to get to. It is a long way off. Mr. Cuckoo. It's my first of the year. I'm, <laughs> that's just perfect timing. Just a brief hello from a cuckoo. Sun. 
bathing these oaks and ash trees here. I can see a willow warbler. There's a tree pipit here. Tree pivots. I'm just trying to work out what the other. They're getting blended in with the willow warblers. Yeah, it's tree pivots. It's hard to pick them out, but they're kind of more rapid. Sort of. I think they're a lovely song, tree pivot. Rebecca drumming down in the valley. People talk about the holy trinity of um, red start, wood warbler, and pied flycatcher, but I'd add tree pipit to that. I think it's just because they're little brown jobs that they don't get a look in. And this place is normally jumping with red starts. Wide open land with um, sporadic trees hillside. I'm sort of walking through a big broad meadow with gorgeous mature oaks and ashes on either side but nicely spread out. Perfect red start country. There. Yeah, just not hearing it very much a bit further on maybe nut hatches all sorts of things here yeah getting closer to one I think red starts have a red breast, or the male does, and this sort of bandit mask on his face, greys, blacks, bits of white, such a handsome bird. If it was uh, not a summer migrant, and perhaps found in slightly more lowland areas as it used to be, Retreated to the upland. Hello, Greenbull Picker. It would be a really, really, really famously. It would be up there with the robin. I think it's more beautiful than the robin. Yeah, there's one I've had. Can't do it, but. It's absolute. Big flock of sheep here with their lambs. Big healthy looking ewes. Pervading smell of sheep dung.
There's one here in the this great sweeping oak. Beautiful shape, like a bell. It's branches hanging down rather than up. It's not the most amazing song. It says they're here, and they're here in good numbers. Now my bluebell wood, or my hoped-for bluebell wood, is ahead of me. Shoulder of the greater hill. I'm so distracted by everything. How am I going to get there in time? I need to push on up the Holloway. Yeah, there's loads of them here. In this sort of oaky parkland. Following this Holloway. Hello, Red Star. Yeah, I see him. It's really, if you just relax your eyes when you look into a tree. That is a long tail tail there as well. You just relax your eyes, you begin to see the movements which aren't leaves. All right, mate. Green woodpecker yaffling. Lots of ant hills here. Green woodpecker's very fond of ants. They're not real sort of tree climbers and prodders like greater and lesser or great and lesser spotted woodpeckers I have to confess I've never seen a lesser spotted woodpecker in the UK I've seen them in France there goes a missile thrush and there's one singing up ahead hopefully in these woods up ahead there'll be some pied flycatchers which are magnificent they're magnificent little black and white birds which um really love the oak woods of Wales and the southwest. And if you get a good one, a good oak wood, particularly where someone has put up some nest boxes designed for flycatchers, they can be as common as sparrows. You have to work hard to get to these oak woods though. Right, I must push on to this fabled Bluebell wood. I've reached the edge of another woodland with open sort of grassy moorland above. There's a skylark singing. Up above the woods, its nest is out in the grassland. And still the old red start here. Oh, it's a steep old climb looking back down. Felt like it on the way up. Um, and higher up here, the oak leaves are much less advanced. In fact, it still looks a tiny bit wintry. So here we are, 24th of April. And it's still a bit... Spring is still unfurling. Yeah, lovely. Skylarks and pivots and all sorts. Right, push on. Still got a way to go. <laughs> but I'm confident I'll get there in time now. And the sun is now 
way up in the sky. It's suddenly shot up, but as I've got higher, it, it sort of changed the perspective, so I've made it rise faster by climbing the hill. I've arrived. I found it. There's a red star singing from the oaks above. And there's carpets of bluebells here. And not all of them are out. It's a slightly higher elevation. Might be another week or so before they're in absolute full glory. This is a heavenly oak wood, actually. Blackbirds singing up ahead. So the kind of your everyday garden birds can be found up here too. Look at that lazy, soporific song of the blackbird. There are lots of small birds flying around here. Hide from my catcher. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a pipe fly catcher. Overexcited. It's a blue tit. It's a bit too open here for pipe fly catchers. Talking of garden birds. So I'm just walking beneath these big stately oaks out in the grassland, whereas to the south, to my right, there are it's the bluebell wood. Oh, it's a tree, tree creeper. There's a lot of bird life here. Just foraging, going upwards. Little mouse. His little white belly. He just stands still, everything comes to life. Sun streaming through these oaks. It's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful scene. Slightly wavy bodies. Great tip. In a rowan. Ah. That is the song of the of the pipe fly catcher. They're here. Yeah, pie fly catches here. It is the most exquisite bird. It's quite almost very exotic sounding. Yeah, I've got my eyes on one now. So he's got a sort of Mostly black upper parts, but with a white flash on his wing. Trim little bird. 
and they just make these darting flights. Oh, I just got a hole, natural nest hole. They just flew to and flew out of. Oh, that's him singing. And This is one of the more tuneful pipefly catches I've ever seen. That sort of sound. He does a little flit. He's got a whole glade here. Does a little flit around the glade. Stops and sings. backdrop of a blackbird just providing a kind of yeah I'm here doing my thing yeah I'm only the most beautiful bird song in Britain but you know you go and talk about those interlopers from the Sahel or whatever they come from sub-Saharan Africa pied flycatchers with their weedy little songs just let this wash over you for a bit. Squabbling of some description. A gorgeous willow warbler. Great tits. Great tits. Great tits chatting to each other. Red starts. So come. I'm heading down a sort of gentle farm track not heavily used clearly a field of dandelions which haven't come out yet dandelions and buttercups which will be just entirely yellow in an hour's time absolutely magnificent and now there's just sort of patches of pasture between pockets of woodland all oaks here So yes, this part of the woods the sheep are allowed in and there's no understory, there's no undergrowth, just the way it is. So I'd expect to hear more cuckoos. Lovely view back down the valley, I've sort of reached the head of the valley now peak of the hill is above me, Sugarloaf, which is just shrouded in a tiny bit of cloud, thin summer cloud. There might be a tree pipit up here.
tree pipit up here. So let's see if we can get a proper tree pipit. There, it's flying now. Yeah, it flies up and turns itself into a paper dart and floats back down. It's a little bit um, skylarky. So halfway between a meadow pipette and a skylark. Yeah, so up he flies, the tree pipette on the top of a tree, sings, and then parachutes back down. It's almost too much bird life to try and keep up, keep up with here. There we go. Tree pipit. Back into Oakwood up ahead. The tangled oaks. Make sure I shut that gate. Oh, there's a little streamlet here. So I'm going to cross. Fresh off the mountain, willow warbler. And again, please. Thank you, mate. I'm amazed they can do that all day. They must find it beautiful. I mean, it, we find it beautiful. That's just a fabulous song. I think if it had a bit more variation, because that's pretty much all it does. Very distant cuckoo just then. Ah, there's a wood warbler. Accelerated. Stop now. Funny, there's a bit of wren in the wood warbler's song. There's a wood, there's a wren there. There's a wood warbler here somewhere. It's amazing when you just stand still and let your eyes relax into the trees. Everything comes alive. You see how many birds are actually there. 
just a cuckoo. Distant above me. He's probably up on the moors looking for meadow pipit nests. She, that's a he, but he and she, the rascals. They are amazing birds. They specialise in you know, different species. So the same species of cookie, obviously, but different birds specialise in different. So pied wagtails, reed warblers, dunnocks, and um, meadow pipits are particular favourites. And so different birds will return to different parts of the country. So some will return to the reed beds, some will return to more parklandy areas, although less so in England. I think in Wales we're doing okay for cuckoos. Um, but in... You hear the tree pipits. Uh, in England the population has crashed really, really badly. 70 or 80%. So you're just not hearing them in the usual places that you should do, the sort of commons of Surrey and the, you know, places like Hampstead Heath used to have cuckoos. That's desperate. Everyone should be hearing cuckoos. So here's a much more typical carpet of bluebells shimmering under the trees. And, uh... I love their little dropsy. I'm not sure that, what, what that was. Cuckoo again. Very enticing path down here. I've been that way before, uh, where I was told off by a farmer. So yeah, bluebells. Um, good numbers here. It's not quite the shimmering sea of bluebells that... Uh, I think another week's time. But they are um they're very special flowers in the UK. I think Britain has half the world's population of these hyacinthoides non scripta, uh, which is the Latin name, and they are particular peculiar because they have a very strong scent. I can't smell it on this cold morning. Um a little bit when I get close. There's these beautiful little, obviously, mauve purple blooms. Here we go. It's out on the moor. Can't see it. Another cuckoo. Same cuckoo. Um... Yeah, they're sort of part of our, a deep part of our connection to the countryside bluebells, just by a load of holly here as well, which is lovely. It's a gorgeous. And, uh, oh, there's a... I might be able to see this cuckoo. There's an open gate onto the moor. Horses are here. 
I'm going to stand and wait here by a gate. You should be able to see it. Oh, I see it! Oh, if I hadn't trodden on that. So it's flying quite close to me now. Hawk-like pointed wings. Me and my clumsy standing on a broken twig. It's just flown on, but I definitely saw it. Yeah, long tail, pointed wings, slate blue, with those sort of stripes on its throat. I'd have liked to have got my binoculars onto it. Oh, curse myself sometimes. But I was looking at it, I didn't see there was a big, almost comedy twig for me to step on, which you will have heard. Anyway, I can still hear it. Yeah, the bluebells. Well, they've got lots of folklore attached to them. I think if you pick them, as some terrible people do, you get lost in the wood forever. Something like that. And they don't let your child, children pick them, because the fairies whisk them away. Uh, lesson for us all there. Hands off the bluebells. But um, they've also got... Because uh, I've been getting rid of my Spanish bluebells in the garden, which are a rather unpleasant, non-scented, very aggressive plant everywhere. Even though they grow from bulbs, they're tough to get out. And when you kind of mash up the bulbs so they don't grow again, so they can go in the compost heap then, um, this incredibly sticky kind of glue comes out as a, you know, it comes all over your hands pungent glue and our wild non-scripter bluebells offer the same to our ancestors natural glue which was used um, to attach feathers to arrows one of the, and also in book binding I heard or I've read really strong glue so I rather love that Particularly if it's a book about nature writing. It's perfect. Cuckoo territory here. Open moor with sporadic trees in which they can survey potential victims. So I'm walking along the edge of the woodland now, heading south. We're sort of curving round. Even the peak of the hill behind me. Holloways running off down into the woods, but I'm going to go across the open moor now. See what I can see. It's a hill called the Derry. So, yeah, heather and bilberry and bracken, but the bracken's not up here at all. So, it's lovely. The heather and bilberry are just gorgeous, complement each other. Heather's not even remotely stirring itself. So, I'm heading down the east side of the woods. The spectacular view, actually the best view you can get of um, Sugarloaf Summit. And uh, yeah, really glorious with the woods around its base. Fantastic, bit windy here. Just saw the first person of the day, a runner. Looking east, there is the hill called Br uh, Bryn Aru. Um, 
just like a like a huge um, humpback whale. But directly east is a big skirid, the skirid Vaur. It's a very handsome hill east of Abergavenny, which has this. The peak is lost in cloud today. Skylark just taken off. Can't see the skylark. They just disappear into the deep blue. I love looking north, past Brunaru, to the layers of hills of the Black Mountains. The next one is the Greig, which is a hill fort. And then bigger hills, and eventually the hills seem to disappear into the clouds, and there are clouds that look like hills, and hills that look like clouds. And uh, it's remote up there long ribbon roads that just go on and on and on and on. Just up here are some meadow pipits. And they do a similar thing to the tree pipit. With not quite as rich a song, that was it. Fly up and then parachute down. So they are uh, very closely related, though. There he is again. So they're not, um, they're resident. Tree, tree pipit is a migrant. Meadow pipit's a resident. Sometimes the only bird you can hear on the moor, peeping of meadow pipits. And uh, they are um, the cuckoo's most. Oh, here's another one. Yeah. They kind of get excitedly up and then they slow down a bit as they parachute in. Do, 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 do. So, yeah, cookies really like to prey on meadow pipits. They sit at the top of trees and look for where they're going to nest, or where the f- male and female are going back and forth, pinpoint the nest on the ground and then go in there and lay their eggs. It is a rough life being a meadow pipit. Pipits, skylarks, warblers. I'm now descending through these oak woods shroud this hilltop and uh, I seem to have strayed off the footpaths which is anyway going down and I think I will hit another footpath at the bottom of the valley which will take me back into civilization again just listen to this Beautiful. Very throaty song, that one. Trying to find the singer. Might be a garden warbler again. 
think that is. Sort of rambles on. It's really beautiful, actually. What a lovely song that is. I'm descending another holloway from the top of the Derry through the most gorgeous woods and there are these deep channels which are clearly old cart tracks or something lots of bird life here still red starts here did hear a wood warbler but it was tricky to pin it down thick oak woodland tangled just leaves at the top of the trees. It's all sort of bare trunks, tall, winding. It's being in a tropical forest, there's so much birdsong raining down. And now I see my first house. It's the first house I've seen for about two and a half hours. And the sound of a goldcrest singing. Brings me to the end of my walk. So... Well, that's it for this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this little escape into the beautiful spring that we're having here in South Wales and across Britain in general. Please do keep listening to the podcasts. We've got plenty more lovely spring adventures to come. And also, don't forget to visit our website, countryfile.com, where there's loads of great ideas for bringing the countryside to your garden and to your house. But for now, you've been listening to the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast, produced in Bristol, from his bedroom by Jack Bateman. My name is Fergus Collins. I'm the editor of the magazine. Thanks so much for listening, and goodbye for now. Bye-bye.